Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and we're about to take a trip around the division. Well, let's start with the Chicago Bears. It turns out that Tyson Badgent isn't the next coming of Tom Brady just yet. Maybe fine. Probably not. <laughs> um, undrafted free agents as rookies do not typically perform well in terms of their quarterbacking. Uh, <laughs> you can get away with that a running back. Sometimes every once in a while you get a wide receiver or an offensive lineman that shows up. But as far as quarterbacks go, uh, that just was never going to happen, to, to be blunt. Uh, they got beat 30-13 to 13 by the Chargers. This was never a game. Nothing good occurred. Uh, Magic was 25 of 37 for 232 yards with two interceptions. Uh, Deontay Foreman had nine carries for less than four yards per carry. Roshan Johnson, six carries for less than four yards per carry. Cole Komet had 10 catches. And uh, when your tight end has 10 catches and nobody else has five, that tells you everything you need to know about your offense. It's not working. That's never going to work. Uh, DJ Moore, four catches, 45 or 55 yards. Darnell Mooney, one for 41. So they hit him on one pass. Um, the idea that this guy is somehow better than Justin Fields is something that existed in a few Bears fans' minds, and nobody who ha- else who has ever watched either of them play football could possibly believe that that was true. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely brutal performance by the Bears on this one. Yeah, there's, there's just nothing good happening for the Bears right now. So the trade deadline, of course, is a period where they acquired players. Remember all those years where we were just like sitting through Matt Patricia badly coaching our guys and shooting every good player we had to other teams for very little uh, that's that's the spot the Bears are in right now, and they're taking a different path. So there's a lot of people who are going, okay, like they're a two-win team. Why are they buying at the trade deadline? And it's it actually does make sense because what they're trying to do is get to a level of just base competence, and they don't have any players who give them that right now in a lot of positions. So when they go out and they spend a second round pick on a guy like Sweat, 27-year-old pass rusher, in that 8-9 sack a year kind of mold, that gives them a good player on their defensive line. For a team that doesn't have a whole bunch of good defensive players. And uh, the ones that they do have are trying to get traded. Doesn't look like that worked out. 
at the time of this recording, there's been nothing announced on Jalen Johnson. So I guess he's the stuck there until the end of the year. And uh, they will bid him adieu and he will sign for way too much money as a free agent. But as far as the trade deadline goes, that seems to be what the Bears did. They picked up a pass rusher because whoever traded for him was going to sign him. He was not going to be available. Good pass rushers are never available in free agency. Just does not happen. Although the Chase Young trade to the 49ers, who really knows if that's anything else? That's three months, or sorry, third round pick uh, for eight games and playoffs. They are in a win absolutely freaking right now mode. So that kind of makes sense for them. The Lions are, we'll get to the Lions later. But back to the Bears. Um, Their season's done, but they might win enough games to save Matt Eberflus's job. And if they do, they desperately need good players right now. Like that draft pick that they traded, their second round draft pick, is probably not going to be a spectacular player as a rookie. And on the absolute outside, that is how much time this regime has is to the, to the end of next season. So it makes sense for this regime to try to save their job by making their team better right now. They cannot play the long game because they will not be here to see that. If they traded everything good they had for draft picks, those draft picks would be spent by somebody else. That's why the Bears brought in sweat. Continuing our trip around the division, the Vikings and Packers played each other. And by this point, you probably know what happened. The Vikings beat the Packers 24 to 10, showing that the Packers are a bad team. That's why the Packers traded Russell Douglas today to the Bills. Today, as I'm recording this, the sun's out. You're watching this as early as six or seven in the morning. Obviously, I taped this right after the trade deadline. Uh, (laughs) Razzle Douglas to the Bills. Packers get worse. Lions fans rejoice. Um, This game, again, uh, not a close game, not a good game. The Packers are not good. And it has been a long time since we were able to say something like that. They might be get the first overall draft pick level bad. Like any game between the Packers and the Bears, I put that at about 50-50 right now. Uh, Jordan Love is terrible. Like he he is playing legitimate awful football. Like he went 24 for 41 for 229 yards with one TD and one interception. He was also the team's leading rusher with 34 yards. Yeah. That's uh, that's how well the Packers' offense played. Uh, Jaden Reed stepped up and had a good game, which neat. Like they have a depressingly potentially good set of receivers <laughs> with like Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks has been surprisingly effective. Uh, you put those guys in an offense with like a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, and we might have a problem. Uh, but fortunately this year and Luke Musgrave as well. Also you get two caches four and a half yards each. 
like this, they, they couldn't do anything on offense. Uh, we'll get to next year when we get to next year. But yeah, the Packers traded Razzle Douglas. It's basically just waving a white flag. That's get some value for something, knowing that you need like this window closed. It is absolutely 100%. It, it was never a window. It was a door and that door was shut. That's this Packers season. I don't think they knew that at the beginning, uh, which is bordering on <laughs> negligence in terms of their front office. And it will be interesting to see if the people who are there right now get to make the decision on the next quarterback. Uh, be- they they very well may, uh, which would be good for all of us because they're the ones who made Aaron Rodgers mad and leave. And chose his his replacement, Jordan Love, who sucks. So I, w- I would very much like them to get a second kick at this. And possibly ruin some poor college player's career. Uh, or bring in some veteran for his last kick of the can. Like, if the, if, if the Vikings are moving on from Kirk Cousins, this is a team that... I could see him very much looking at and, and saying there's some talent there that I can work with. Um, but that talent is not enough to overcome their current quarterback situation. That's why they were sellers at the trade deadline. Lost another game by two scores. Uh, their two wins, frankly, were not particularly earned. They, they were fluke wins. Like The Packers suck. And I'm unbelievably happy to say that right now. So, uh, Kirk Cousins goes 23 for 31 for 274 yards and a couple touchdowns, leading the Minnesota Vikings to a two-score win over division rival Green Bay Packers and then tears his Achilles tendon, ending his and the Vikings season. Like, that's it. They're, They're done. And they're in that terrible position of... They were on a roll, man. That's four and one in the last five weeks after a flukishly bad start where they just, they fumbled the ball a bunch of times. They just had really bad turnover luck. Not only did they fumble, but the other team recovered their fumbles, which is pretty random to be blunt. Uh, They, they should have had a much, they should have had a better record than their four and four. Uh, But without Kirk Cousins, who was the catalyst for, the winning streak. I don't know what they have. Uh, like even in this game, Alexander Madison, 16 carries for 31 yards. That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> that the, like, that's, that's a terrible game. Uh, Cam Akers, nine carries for 19 yards. That's instead of 1.9 yards per carry for Madison, it's 2.1 for Cam Akers. And that's their main two running backs. They even tried a couple little like just trick plays to Brandon Powell and Jordan Addison, and those went for two yards each. Like Kirk Cousins had the highest yards per carry at four and a half, and we all know he's not a runner. So they got problems, man. Uh, like that's it. That's that's the year. No Kirk Cousins, no Minnesota Vikings, which is probably why they traded Ezra Cleveland. Uh Stand-up guard, really good player. Was probably going to make a bunch of money. 
you know, free agency. They traded him to the Jaguars for some draft capital. Um, they are in a rebuild. That's a thing that is almost undoubtedly true. They have some good receivers. I have no doubt that the GM is looking at this and going, man, it's really great that we won all these games, but it would be nice if we were the ones who had two wins and the Packers had four. <laughs> um, you know, it uh, just this this could not be worse for them because they have just enough wins that they are going. There's no way they're going to be in the sweepstakes for Caleb Williams and Drake May. It's, it's just not possible. So unless a team that just drafted a quarterback ends up with the first pick, the Vikings aren't going to get a guy. They're, they're, they might get a guy. They're not going to get a dude, as it were. Um, yeah. Kind of bad luck for them. Great luck for us. And with that, the Lions are atop the division. No, wait. I haven't discussed what the Lions did. Donovan Peoples-Jones! Yeah! So they didn't spend a second to get sweat. They would have had to spend a first to beat the Bears second by three or four. Hopefully by three or four picks. <laughs> um, You know, like say even ten picks. You know what I mean? It would have cost the Lions first round pick to go get Montez sweat. And there is absolutely no way that they should spend that capital on that player. Like, he's a decent player. Never had 10 sacks in his career. And he's been playing on an absolutely loaded defensive front. So, we will see how this goes for the Bears. Probably would have gone okay for the Lions, but I don't mind not getting that one. The one that kind of agitates me just a little bit is that Chase Young is in San Francisco. And the thing is... Like, Chase Young hasn't really done it on anything resembling a consistent level. Like, he's been injured the last two years prior to this year and also not played well when he was healthy in those two seasons. Had a pretty good rookie year. You know, seven and a half sacks, bunch of pressures, yada, yada, yada. This year, playing exceptionally well. But can you trust that? Because the thing is, if you're going to give up real draft capital, it needs to be to sign him to a long-term deal, which will cost over $20 million a year. Do you want to give that up for Chase Young? Right now? This second? Like, somewhere in the vicinity of 15 to 20 sacks in four years, Chase Young, you want to pay him more money than that per season on a long deal? And also give up draft capital for the right to do that? I don't really want to do that. If it had been a day three pick and there were extremely disreputable reports that the Lions had made an offer on Chase Young, but not even going to bother saying the account's name, but it's it's a BS account that knows nothing. Uh, kind of like if I said that they did with no sourcing, uh, which like I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to tell you that the Lions did a thing that wasn't reported by somebody else. That's if that's what you're here for. Like, why? Why are you here for that? That's not what I do. Um, but yeah, like third round pick from the Lions would have gotten Chase Young. And four years ago, that would have been, sounded really cool. Uh, but where we're at at this point, 
it just wasn't in the cards. The Lions weren't going to do anything huge. Like the, the trade that they did make, Donovan Peoples-Jones, so wide receiver five for a 2025 sixth round pick. That's probably all you're ever really going to see from Brad Holmes on this day uh, because like the plan is working. That That's the thing. I don't know why so many people expect, I don't know why 97 is screaming to the high heavens that they should have done something when the plan is working. The plan is working better than anyone dreamed it might. They have said that they are a full season ahead of where they thought they would be in terms of their level of competitiveness right now. Like, it's working. Why would they change the path that is leading to success in the third year of this regime? They are going to win the NFC North. I'll call that right now. Like, calamitous events would need to occur for that not to happen from this point. Knock on wood there. So why would they change what they're doing? Why would they mess with the recipe? It's like when Coke brought out new Coke. Why? You were number one. You had the best one. Then you brought up this thing that was gross. So you could then call something classic and make it worse by swapping out sugar for corn syrup. <laughs> the Coke now sucks compared to Coke in the 80s. That's just a fact. Um... So why would you change what you're doing when what you're doing is working? 6-2, top of the division. Only one game in that division, so you can't say it's because the division sucks. They played a bunch of teams that were division leaders at the point that that game happened, and won. They've also lost to some good teams, but they've only lost to good teams. Like, they barely showed up this week on Monday night. They slept their way through a win against the Raiders. That's what good teams do. They're a good team. And the trade deadline for players that would actually help, because I mean, I'm sure there were a bunch of terrible pass rushers available, guys who could come in and basically give you the exact same thing that Romeo Okwara or Charles Harris do. Why? Why bother? Why would you trade for that? Why would you give up anything to get what you already have? At wide receiver, they needed some depth. Because we're an injury away from Tom Kennedy getting back on the field. And for the love of God, can that never happen again? Like, yeah, would love to get a corner. But the Packers weren't going to set us Russell Douglas. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think we should pay for Johnson from the Bears. Because they probably would want significant capital. And then you're following that up with a really big contract for a guy who has three interceptions on his career. Like, let's look at what's actually available. Pat Sertain was never available. Brian Burns, they turned down multiple first-round picks for Brian Burns this offseason. That is a reported fact. So, you're going to pay three? No. <laughs> Obviously not. So, when you're looking at these things, like, oh, he should have done X. Oh, he should have done Y. Should he? Because what he's doing is working better than what a lot of the teams that did go buy a bunch of things. Like, are, are, we, are we taking notes from the Bears right now? Like, what are we doing here? I don't think we should be. And that's the division on trade deadline day. Yeah, they realized I forgot one move that the Vikings made, and that's to trade for Josh Dobbs. 
There's a reason I forgot the move. Yeah. Really doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's bring it in here together. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.